Hello everyone, welcome back to the Blue Ways Boutique Podcast. My name is Bernardo and today I'm with Erika. Hi everyone. And Bertra. Hi everyone. So in today's episode, we will be focusing on all manners of learning. Welcome to the Tinkering the Future of Work and Life, produced by Blue Ways Boutique, providing you with a fresh and positive look at the future of work by sharing little tips and magic tricks for your daily dose of confidence. Today I heard something. Today I saw something. Today I've tried something. Together, Together we, we have, have learned. learned. So nowadays, especially after COVID, we've all switched to digital learning, which means audio, video slideshows and PDFs. That took us from what we're used to, books, written knowledge. So this is the ways of learning that I want to start with. What happened for us to switch so quickly to other manners of learning? Is it a switch or is it a complement? Because I would say, I hope we will not kill the books. Maybe Erika will agree with me. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Bertrand. Like you said, Bernardo, nowadays we use more the slides. For me, the best way of learning is with books. Yeah, I can see that. Just like you said, Erika, we used to use slides when we learned, but it would not be that often. Not everyone will use the slides. For me, specifically, I prefer digital learning, especially videos and audio. I learn quicker using those platforms especially because books for me are not that interesting. That is my opinion. I know not everyone's going to agree. Yeah, but I learned a lot from books and written knowledge. I see Erika disagreeing totally. Just a little bit. I think you can learn mostly everything from books, even if it's not a technical book. I think for me, it depends what I want to learn and depends how much time I can dedicate to the learning. For example, I play music as well. I think it's a big opportunity that we have now a video learn music because everyone can have his own teacher at home because you need to see when you play an instrument you need to see the position of the hands and how people do that but for example if it's a very structured learning something that i really need to remember and there is a path in the learning and doesn't require visuals i prefer books for that but for global information and knowledge i like podcasts For example, like the audio for me it depends it's not only books but i need books sometimes it's not only video So you need a blend. I need a blend because of the activity. The digital learning was more I'm forced to because I like to travel. I like to travel light. And Erica, you can carry a lot of books with you, but I couldn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, I remember while I was in university, we used to learn with PowerPoint presentations, but we read a lot of books, we wrote a lot. Then when COVID happened, everything was digital. Computer, video, and audio. For me, it was better, of course. I know not everyone agrees with that. No, but uh, you're right, Bernardo. With the COVID, you have the online courses. You can learn everything from the internet nowadays. But if you really want to learn something, I will not take an online course. I will read the book first, and then I will see. I hate online courses, literally, for most of the stuff. Because they are made in a digital way using video, but they are structured and made the way we've learned before at the university. They didn't adapt the content and the learning path to the new media. Therefore, they are often super boring. Like you said before, in terms of blending the physical and digital, the perfect online course would be you have to read the books, learn first from the books, and when you go to practice, have some visual audio guide to help correct the steps that maybe you didn't understand very well in the book. I agree that they can be blended, but 
what you see nowadays is not blending. You see everyone uses the digital. Yes, I'm forgetting about the book. But when we talk about books, I mean, we talk about uh, physical books, right? Yeah, not audio books. What about digital books on a Kindle or something? Honestly, I don't like it because you're still attached to the device. I agree, you choose with the real book. We see people always on the phone, always on devices. They don't talk with each other. I don't mean that you have a book, you should talk to each other, but it's easier. In my case, I prefer using Kindle, especially in terms of transporting the book. It's easier just to put away a little small rectangular flat on the backpack instead of a heavy book. But hey, like you said, your preference. I'm not saying that I don't like physical books. I do. It's not my preference. You don't need to be like me. You can choose a small book. For me, it depends on how much I like the topic. If it's something I know, I will read it again. I will come back to it or value the content a lot. I want to keep it as a physical asset and I like to read it as a physical asset. On the other side, if the knowledge inside is ephemeral, if it doesn't stay long, if it's something that's going to get outdated, like learning books on methodology, learning books on technical stuff, I will go for the digital version. I understand what you're saying, but books are not just methodics, not just technical. The point of a book is to transport you for another world. The point of the book is you abstract for everything in the rest of the world. With your phone, if you receive a message when you're reading the book, what's the point? You already don't know what you're reading about, being technical or not. That is the true meaning of having a book, to transport yourself to another world or picturing a movie while you're reading. But if you're reading on a phone, you get the text messages. Finally, they created a new object for learning, in this case, Kindle. But I just found it strange that nowadays, anyone that you see reading a book, a physical book, they're called old souls or retro souls. That I don't agree with. Everyone has their preferences. It's just personal preferences. I think apart from modernity or convenience, the digital is convenient. You can carry 1,000 books with you and go on a plane with 1,000 books. You cannot with books. But there is something which is different uh, from the physical and the digital, in my opinion, is a commitment. How you commit on doing something. If you buy a physical book or an album of music, you have a commitment to buying the object. So you pay more attention when you select what you want to read than if you have access to everything and you just click away from any digital book in the world. So the commitment is very different and the way you will approach the content will be maybe different as well. Yes, because in the digital, you can just throw away the book, physical one. Yeah, you can do that. It's very different. It's like you said, the commitment. And people nowadays are just used to have things that you can throw away. Of course, it's disposable. So you have it, you can throw it away. That's what I'm missing in digital learning based on, let's say, YouTube. If you want to learn something like a new way of working, it's very difficult in, on YouTube to find something consistent from the beginning to end to build your learning path. Yeah, it is. When I was learning how to work with Photoshop, I decided, okay, let me watch some YouTube videos, some tutorials to see what I can do. Trust me, when I say I saw five videos, everyone said different things, started in different ways, and I only learned how to work with Photoshop by buying the book on how to work with Photoshop. That for me was, and I'm talking about physical book. <clears throat> and after that, okay, after I learned this, let me try let me see other videos. So I, I complemented my written knowledge that I which one, which I learned with uh, visual guides in this case. It depends also on the topic, but it depends also like the way people learn best. You can learn things on YouTube. For example, you gave the example of the Photoshop. For me, the example of psychology, 
you have a lot of books on different methods. You have a lot of books on different ways of understanding the psychology. And on YouTube, you have that also. It's just a way you want to learn. Yeah, in, the, in which one helps you the most. And suits you, yeah. And suits you, yeah. I don't know if I completely agree with, with that because I think each one has its purpose, but some of them are always better than others at doing stuff. For example, if you want to learn something and you are really a beginner, starting without some kind of structured learning is very complicated. And usually books offer that by design. So the way a book is made, it offers you some kind of structure, a beginning, an end, and some chapters or episodes. So you have the progression built in. And often if you go... Let's say we said YouTube on learning on video. It's different with learning courses and tracks, but learning on videos, you don't know where to start, where to end, and you may have many gaps in your learning journey just because you don't know. Nobody built a structure for you. YouTube is great when you already know the foundation. You know what you want, how you want to complement. And video learning, short learning, are complements because you know where you are and you are capable to sort the stuff. But if you are a beginner, beginning just with video is complicated. Like, like I was saying, when you're a beginner, you should start with the book. It offers more structure. A story. It, and then you practice by yourself. If you have any doubts, you go back to the book or watch a small video on how to go through that point. And when you have more experience, then yeah, you can watch on YouTube or any other platforms, uh, difficult tutorials or any more specific methodologies that the book doesn't offer as specific in this case but we all need to complement each other each type of learning has strong points so why not blend the strong points so we can all use the different ways of learning i agree but for example we are talking about youtube i don't think youtube is for learning i think youtube is more for hearing songs and laughing you have specific platforms where you can learn and have a story, more or less like a book. You have specific sites, you have specific places where you can learn real things on the internet if what you want it. Very true, but from the ones I know, usually even if it's a video consumption platform for informers like Coursera or other learning platform, they are video first, they have learning paths, but usually if you have a look at the learning content, they always have written support, complement the stuff. So they already know that video is not enough. Every time you find good content on learning, it's always a complement. You may have videos to teach you something. Maybe in the case of psychology, you don't need to be visual every time because it's more talking, explaining. So the video has maybe less benefits, but could be audio to extend your point of views, could be a podcast. But it's always extending. The core structure often is always something written. And maybe something logical makes sense on that. It's easy to reference something when it's written. How do you reference video? How do you put a marker? It's very difficult to reference video. And it's easy to mark a book and to reference a book. Yeah, because in the, in the book you can just highlight or just say, so I saw this in page 14, chapter 1 or 2. But in the video, you have to be like, it's three and a half minute marks. So yeah, it gets even more complicated. I think it depends on the way you learn. Because some people learn better reading a book. Some people learn better saw a video or even listening. 
some people just cannot uh, memorize things on the book. So it depends a lot. I agree we should evolve. I agree we should have digital. I don't agree we should stop books physically. Yeah, we were talking about the learning profile. There are a lot of studies in Japan about learning profiles. Some people need to see, some people need to try, experiment or to act writing. Some people just need to read. One will never replace the other one. Of But course. still, when we see what is happening now, yes. more and more people are using video and audio. Not as a compliment. What I see, sometimes you find video, you find audio, but you don't find anything written. And it's just a mess. Actually. <laughs> I feel I'm missing something. I'm missing a place where I have the reference of the stuff and what to do and where to do that. If I take an example, very concrete is the podcast audio editing. I was learning sound engineering and when I see the videos on YouTube, first of all, nine out of them are just wrong. It's the wrong technique, it's selling mistake, as you said, with Photoshop before. Nothing is right. You can find very trained and experimented sound engineers telling you something, but sorry, you just have a video. It's good because you can hear the effect, you can hear what it does, it shows you how to do, but how do you reference that? You need to understand this type of compressor, this type of equalizer, and how it works if you don't have written knowledge about that. You will forget, particularly if you don't do that every day. Yeah, you will forget. And if you want to experiment in different ways, you're going to have to search another video or an another audio. But if you have written knowledge about that, then you can reference back. But in videos, you're going to have to search for a totally different. I was learning, both of you. And I realized that we have another way of learning, talking to people. You can learn a lot for talking to other people, discuss the subject, even if you, if you read it, if you saw it, if you heard it. Talking about other per with other person that has the experience on that, already tried that, it's a very good way to learn as well. What you say is very important because we tend to think maybe that with YouTube rising up, with plenty of books available, with millions of podcasts, we can learn everything by ourselves, which is not true. It's not true when you try to play music. You can learn by yourself, but if you don't have a teacher and interaction, you will have wrong position. You will do mistakes that you will keep forever. If you learn sports and you never talk to a teacher, you will have bad positions as well and make mistakes that you will maybe never correct. It's the same if you want to be a woodworker. You can learn woodworking with videos, but it will never replace having an experimented woodworker by your side teaching you. Exactly. You can learn a lot by yourself, but not everything. Yeah. You always need someone with more experience, more knowledge, saying your hand is wrong, your posture is not the correct one, so be careful when you say this or that. It's better to have someone complementing what you've learned by yourself with their own knowledge about the subject. Not only that, it's the difference of uh, opinions. It makes you think more, search more, to understand, wait, I am wrong or the other person is wrong? So I will see and I will try to find something that sustains that. And not every time is, am I wrong or is that person wrong? It's more, okay, that's your experience. Let me try yours to see if it works better for me. And if I don't, I can say, I tried, it's not for me. I think a good example of that is learning how to cook. You have millions of cooking 
courses online. It will never replace two hours talking, discussing with a big chef. For example, you have a lot of recipes, you have a lot of videos, and I cannot follow any. I have to do it by myself or tasting or someone and tasting uh, the food, not for the videos. I think it's very subjective for us. When I started cooking, I always had the recipe. I always had a mentor. But when I start cooking by myself and alone, I always follow to some degree the recipe. And then I'm like, okay, this ingredient doesn't work for me. Let me try something. Okay, let me taste it. I don't like other people tasting food unless they eat. <laughs> yeah, but, and cooking is very interesting because all modern cooking is written in the book. The cooking book of Escoffier, yeah. everything started with this book. There is no star cook who didn't start with this book. The book has recipes, of course. But it also teaches you not only how to execute a recipe, it teaches you how to cook. So there's a different kind of taste, how you can mix and blend element, what the mixes are doing. See, that, that's, for example, the book you take, it's already a different way of learning because in the book you can have that, but in the video it's very difficult to show that, to, to pass that for the other person. Yeah, of course. And like you said, you had the book. And after they read the book and study, they also have a mentor or another chef teaching. The book says like that, but I don't like it. Like, that's specific. So yeah, you have both, both types of learning in one content. It's easier to find in a book the foundation, more how to cook. And usually on the videos is more to how to execute a specific recipe. So the video is very efficient if you want to learn how to more or less copy-paste. But if you want solid foundations, it's a different type of learning because the foundation takes longer time. Yeah. And on top of that, you have to reference to your foundation very often. It was, for example, that we took the podcast. Podcast is the same, so you can have a video on YouTube and uh, they will pretend to teach you how to echo a voice to make it beautiful. First, because everyone's voice is different. Every microphone is different. The one the guy has explaining how the voice works, where is the bass, where is the nasally frequency, where you get clarity and how it works and what you can use to emphasize or reduce something. You cannot do that in five minutes. If you just need to grab and go to some reference, you cannot. Like you said, everyone is different. So only by trying and experience, you will see that. You will learn that. But for that, you need a foundation. Written. It's easier to reference than video or audio. You can put chapters in video as well, but it's way more complicated than just going to a book and reference something to read in part of it. You learn from a video, and this has happened to me. After two days, you're going to go, okay, I need to go back to the video, and it's been deleted. But you do that. No That's reference. also the problem of digital and physical. So to the end, the only exactly. one who will remain knowledgeable from us three will be Erica, because she likes the physical books. But... It has a, a bad side as well. You need to have a lot of space in the house. Yes. But I agree, books are the best ones. I think all of them have a strong suit. Books have more of a strong strong presence in, in our world. And after that comes the, the spoken knowledge. Speaking with other people, talking about different points of view and opinions. Then audio. I believe that we memorize audio more than visual. And then, yeah, in last place, visual. People put books in the end, in the last 
Exactement. And uh, when we go from learning to knowledge and uh, preserving knowledge, knowledge is something we want to keep, we want to grow, we want to preserve, and uh, at a larger scale than our lifetime. And it's easy, we know how to preserve a book. And you can find books that are 100, 200 years old, even more, and you have them. Try to find the first recordings of music that were ever done. It's very difficult. And they are on tape, and they need to be preserved. And a lot of the catalogs, the factory is burnt already, so they, don't, they will not exist anymore. But what about digital? Digital is something which is very difficult to keep. Maybe to take an, an easy example. First time you had a computer, you maybe had something like Windows 95 and with Word, and you were typing a document with Word. Try to open it in one version from today. Just doesn't happen. You lost the document. You have to convert the old file to a new... A new If you can. And uh, for music, it's the same. The stuff recorded digitally a couple of years ago, maybe you cannot open it, because digital is not something sustainable. So people think, okay, I keep it. I will always be able to open it. It's not true for a lot of stuff. Yeah, imagine creating a, a Word document and opening it on, on, a, on a Mac. You have to completely change the format so you can open on both platforms. And even sometimes the format of the document ch changes completely. Yeah, because the doc document from 95 has nothing to do with the docx document from 2023. And it will be different again in a couple of years. So there are a lot of things you cannot, you can keep them, but worse than the book which is burning, they get destroyed by themselves. It's like people are keeping CDs. And CDs keep this data around 10 years. So if you en engrave the CD 10 years ago, most of the time it doesn't have any data anymore. So Erica, you need a lot of place, but you're safe with the books. Yeah, I was going to talk about the experience to buy a book. It's very different from the digital. The digital, you just need to sit on the chair of need to do your computer. On the bookstore, is different. You have to pick wisely as well because books are expensive nowadays. There's a commitment on the choice. Spend more time deciding what you are doing. Most video platforms are digital. Most people don't go to the cinema anymore. But if you go to the cinema, you just choose the movie you want to see. You Click on Netflix, play the movie. If after two minutes you don't want it, you stop, you go to the next. It's the same with a physical book. If you go to the bookstore, you think, and, uh, you look at the cover, you look at the description in the book, maybe you ask the person who is there, and you have a full process before you choose. On digital, it's just a click. Yeah, I agree with that. When you go to a bookstore, it's touching the book, seeing the cover, reading the description, you go to some the worker to play and say, so do you recommend this one? What is your recommendation? Online, you just search, ah, oh, I've heard about this book. Okay, download, that's it. But it's the same for the book. It's I the same for the music as well. Do you remember the cover of the last song you listened to on Spotify? I only heard radios. <laughs> But for sure, most people don't remember or don't even know the cover on it. When you were buying an ill, the cover was something specific. The design on the cover, the aspect, and how it was made was very different than the experience of clicking on the playlist. 
going back to your question, I do remember the cover of the last song I listened, not on Spotify, but on YouTube. I was listening to Numb by Linkin Park, and I immediately remember the cover because I have that CD. That's why my memory went straight to the cover. So the physical object creates a memory. I remember when you were talking about that, that I think you're right, Bernardo, I am an old soul because I prefer the books, I prefer to go to the cinema. But that's the thing, I don't agree with that term. Why refer to that as being an old soul? It's your preference, you prefer physical. In, in my opinion, I prefer digital, but that's my experience. It doesn't mean that I'm a new soul. Thank you for the compliment. Uh, the digital has practical aspect, but if you would give me the choice, digital or physical, and the aspect of the speed and the convenience for work wouldn't be there, I would go physical every time. Everything which is relating to what I really like, I go physical all the way. And would never go digital as long as I can avoid it. Because I like the experience of the physical. When I need to be efficient, when it's for work, for example, I go digital all the way because it's faster, I can go it anywhere, and I'm more efficient. If I could choose, I would go physical. Depends the way you want to go, depends the time you have, it depends And depends on what you're going to do. Exactly. If you want to be entertained, if you want to imagine like a new world or fantasy world, you're not going to need audio, you're not going to need visual. You need books to learn a more technical aspect, in this case. Like Erika said, psychology, you have books, you have spoken knowledge as well. You can have audio and visual, but that only helps a small percentage. If one learn how to work on some media page or how to edit some photos or achieve a specific edit, edit, editing point, visual works best for me because I remember what you are doing and I, I can just yeah copy that. In the end, blend. Yeah, well, right? But it's exactly. very interesting to come back to what you say, how to learn editing a picture. Nowadays, you see so many strange mistakes or uniformity, lack of creativity in people editing digital pictures. And my opinion is just because they miss the physical. They, they miss the experience of putting a film in a camera and you put the film in the camera. And the film will give you a look that you cannot change. And you will have the look for 36 pictures. And when you come with your film and you have to develop the film, you will reveal the film with specific chemicals that will give a look to the film. And you have to be very creative in what you are doing. Nowadays, with the digital, you just move sliders here and there without really knowing what it does, what it means for the creativity process. And it's sad, actually, forgetting the physical part just lead to mistake and everyone doing the same stuff and editing the same way. But it's the same for music as well. A couple of years ago, when you were recording on tape, you couldn't change the effect afterwards. You had to make the decision how it sounds from the beginning, but you had to be more creative, committed, just like picking the book, reading the book physical. So it's a very different commitment when you have the physical than the digital. But going back on the editing the photo, I like to experiment different types of editing, levels, contrasts, see which one works best for my vision or for the picture. But yeah, I also agree when you said there's no creativity, there is no thought on the process, but it also depends on the person itself. For sure, but um, digital creates a lot of new things, but it destroys a lot also on the physical part. 
So finally, what is the end of our discussion? Because uh, I think we started from different media for learning. Finally, we agreed, right? We need all three. We need to touch the book. We need to see the video. We need to hear the podcast. But what makes the difference is digital and physical. Going to the cinema is not the same than watching YouTube. Reading a book is not exactly. the same as a PDF yeah. on a Kindle. And listening to an audio file is not the same as listening to someone's experience. So in the end, it's a mix of all the things. You can learn in several ways. Yeah, you need a blend of the type of media, but maybe you need a touch of the experience, which is a tricky conclusion because the world is going digital. We are digital as well. But yeah. yeah, but we are still human as well. So we have interaction and you can learn from everyone. So what could we give to the audience? Do you have one thing to give about books, one Erica? About books. For me, you can take most of the knowledge from the books. I know it's heavy, I know it's expensive, but if you chose well, you will learn a lot from books. For me, if I buy a book, sometimes it's not the book itself, it's the experience. Sometimes it's most the most important because it creates a memory, the cover scene, the art cover. For me, that's the most important aspect of buying the book. A lot of good side of buying the books, said digital, but if you have the chance to enter a bookstore, Or to go to a cinema, do it. The experience changes everything. It's true for the book, but it's true for the music, the video as well. It's money well spent. Still with us? We hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something valuable. We would love to hear from you and continue the discussion on Instagram at Blue Waves Boutique. You will find the link in the description. It was Tinkering the Future of Work and Life with Erika, Bernardo and Bertrand. See you next week for new amazing stories.